So hello and welcome to another edition of the Homeschool Educational Supplement that we know as Interesting Stuff. And today we are going to dive into the world of shakes and booms, otherwise known as earthquakes and volcanoes. Now maybe you've been lucky or unlucky enough to experience an earthquake. Personally, I don't think I've ever felt one. I know I've lived in regions that have experienced them, but I've usually always been busy doing my own thing and uh, haven't really noticed. But anyway, an earthquake generally is the shaking of the surface of the earth resulting from a sudden release of energy in the earth's lithosphere that creates seismic waves. It's basically the ground shaking. Now they can range in size from those that are so weak that they cannot be felt to those violent enough to propel objects and people into the air and wreak destruction across entire cities. Yes, because as a society we're silly enough to build cities on fault lines where we have earthquakes. Anyway, you can probably quite easily understand how the Earth's surface quakes manifest themselves by shaking or displacing or disrupting the ground. When the epicenter of a large quake is located offshore, the seabed may be displaced sufficiently to cause a tsunami. Earthquakes can also regularly trigger landslides and occasionally volcanic activity as well. So if you want some science, basically there are three types of earthquake. And uh, they're all caused by the movement of the plates of land that rest on the Earth's surface. Sometimes they pass by each other side by side. Sometimes they rub against each other so that one part of the land goes up and the other part of the land goes down. So they can vary like that. Anyway, tectonic earthquakes as they are scientifically called, occur anywhere in the earth where there is sufficient stored up energy to drive the possibility of fractures along one of the planes or plates. The sides of the fault plates move past each other smoothly and aseismically only if there are no irregularities along the surface that can increase the frictional resistance. However, most fault surfaces are not completely flat, which leads to a form of stick and slip behavior. Now, once the fault is blocked or locked, the motion between the plates leads to an increasing stress and therefore stored energy is then released at the surface, causing the earthquake. It is also less well known that earthquakes lower the Earth's available energy potential and raise its temperature, though these changes are generally negligible compared to the conductive and connective flow of heat that rises out of the Earth's deep interior. And the reason for that heat, well, that's still a matter of scientific dispute. Anyway, maybe you have heard of the Richter scale. 
and this connects with the measurement of earthquakes. Developed in 1935 by Charles F. Richter at the California Institute of Technology, the scale compares the magnitude of earthquakes. It goes from 1 to 10, with 1 being the weakest magnitude and 10 the strongest. An earthquake of magnitude 10 has never, ever been recorded. The scale itself is based on logarithms, thus each increase of one on the scale equates to a tenfold or ten times increase of measured amplitude. So what does this mean? Well, it means that if magnitude one is, say, a punch in the stomach from a small child, then magnitude two would be a punch from a professional boxer, say, at the uh, Mike Tyson heavyweight level. And then at each continuing level of magnitude, you would multiply by 10. So um, pretty, pretty powerful, really. And if you've watched any of those videos on YouTube of earthquakes as they happen, they look pretty scary. In fact, the largest recorded earthquake in the world was in Chile in 1960. The magnitude of the earthquake was measured at 9.5 on the Richter scale and created a tsunami so huge that it raced all the way across the Pacific Ocean and devastated Hawaii with waves up to 11 meters high. Wow, that's uh, pretty crazy. Especially with the fact that you don't even need to live next to the place where the earthquake actually occurs. Wow. And now that I think about it a little bit, although I haven't directly experienced an earthquake, there was a museum in London that had an earthquake simulator that I tried out once. I seem to remember it being something like the feeling of getting violently shaken by your friend, although it's probably much scarier than that in real life. Anyway, moving on, we mentioned the plates of the Earth that move on the surface and also deeper down inside the Earth. Now, deep below the Earth's crust, there is also hot liquid rock, also known as magma. And like any fluid, magma seeks the root of least resistance and as far as volcanoes are concerned, this is normally at the borders of the tectonic plates of the Earth. So as this liquid is formed deep in the Earth and the pressure builds, the magma seeks a route out. And this is usually along the edge of the plates or through a random hole in the Earth's crust, sometimes known as a hot spot. As the magma rises, the rock will form into a small mountain with a hole in the middle, more commonly known as a volcano. Of course, this doesn't happen overnight, and the timescales involved in the formation of a volcano can vary wildly. But the best estimates are between 10,000 and 500,000 years, and they occur over many hundreds or even thousands of separate eruptions. Volcanoes, as we know them, generally fall into one of three categories, active, dormant, or extinct. The active volcanoes are those that are currently erupting, or are exhibiting signs to indicate that an eruption is likely, or that have erupted in the last 10,000 years. Wow, that's uh, quite a period of time, that. 
And the reason for that period is because the gaps between eruptions can vary over huge periods of time. And scientists like to err on the cautious side. As a result, the difference between active and dormant volcanoes is sometimes uncertain. In effect, a dormant volcano is one that may actually erupt again, but that is currently not showing any signs that it might. However, in the world of science, they like to say never, say never. And what about the life cycle of a volcano? Well, it generally fits into six stages. Stage one, magma finds a weakness or gap in the Earth's crust and pushes the rock and the Earth upwards. Stage two, the magma may cool and form a hard crust, which is too heavy for the fluid magma still coming up to burst through, and thus the volcano may die at birth. Stage three, the weakest area comes under pressure from below, and if it gives way, the magma bursts through the surface. Stage four, lava, smoke, and debris will spew out of the top. This may last for a very short period or may go on for a number of years. For example, Stromboli in Italy has been erupting for over 1,000 years. Stage five, after the initial eruption, the pressure is relieved and the lava will cool and form a crust at the top of the volcano's cone. And stage six, well, the guessing games begin. Once a volcano has erupted, there is a chance that it will do so again, but it is not always possible to predict when or if this may happen. It's also worth noting that some of the volcanoes are in land masses while others are in the sea. And if you know the country of Iceland, well, basically the whole island of Iceland is a giant volcano that we have uh, built a country on top of, which is kind of like a really crazy thing to do. I'm not sure that it's the wisest thing to do ever, but only time will tell. At the very least, it makes for pretty interesting geography and probably a very interesting attraction for tourists as well. Hmm. Well, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed the topic. If you would like a different topic, then drop me a note and let me know. As always, under the accompanying video, there are comprehension questions to check your understanding. And sometimes I throw in a few extra links there as well for more information. So as I said, that's it for now. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I wish you a fantastic day and I'll speak to you again soon. Take care.